ready when you are. Thanks for listening to Worship Local. This is Frontier Church's podcast where we invite you into the story of a community that longs to be the city's most joyful church in Des Moines, Iowa. And in today's podcast, my homie Carlos and I talk about the first week of Lent. The first week of Lent where our local church fasted from social media. What did the Lord teach us? Why would we do such a thing? All this and more in today's episode. So if you have any questions, send us a text message at 515-517-8505. But we hope this podcast helps you worship local. I'm Cole. I'm one of the pastors at Frontier, and I'm here with my bro. Oh, my name's Carlos. (laughs) I'm a pastor here as well. One of many. Um... Yeah, I was going to make a joke, but I'm not. No, no, <laughs> dude, you have to make the joke. Now. Okay. You can't say it. I was going to um, say. Knock, my... knock, knock, knock. No, 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 no. Knock, knock. I learned this one in, okay. in Russell's Who's joke there? Olive. Olive who? Oh, I love you too. <laughs> uh, as I was saying, as I was saying, I was like, oh, I know where that's coming. Uh, I was going to say, my name's Carlos. I'm one of the pastors. I've been told I'm the most good looking pastor, but that can either be confirmed or not. Oh, that's a joke to you, huh? I mean. Nah, you're a good-looking dude. You're a good-looking dude. You got those big brown eyes. Brown eyes, brown skin. Yeah. No. Yeah. Man. Um. So we're eating. What, what did What did Caitlin make? What did the ladies make for us? Um, veggie pizza. Cause my family, we're. I let everybody in on this. We're fasting for meat for Lent. Mm-hmm. Just something personally we want to kind of add on, and so. Cool. Yeah, trying to build healthy habits, and so we're forcing Cole to um, eat veggies. Speaking of self denial, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it's great. No, you're putting on. A bite. You're uh, putting on. Yeah, I'll I'll take a bite here. I'm I'm sure it's great. So we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk about the first week of Lent, where we fasted from social media. Maybe some of our takeaways. Um, how our expectations. Uh, how how that all shook out. I think that's all great. Can't wait to talk about that. Um, and you're you're walking out right now, but. Before we, before we do that, maybe we could just kind of review last week's podcast, come back to Lent, big picture Lent, and just, again, kind of chip away at that question. Why, what is Lent and why are we practicing it as a church? Yeah, I like that. Um, big picture. Yeah, Lent is a way for us to identify with Jesus, right? Like, mm-hmm. one of the core things of our faith is that, you know, Jesus suffered. He mm-hmm. denied himself. He... You know, was betrayed. He was all this stuff that we're like, you know, in our sermon series that we're highlighting. By the way, Luke like preached a paint off the walls on it's Sunday. Great man, it's a great sermon. That dude's um, a great preacher. Gosh, man, he made his church, man. Anyway, um, we're going through these, you know, these aspects of the cross on Sunday, and so like Lent is just a way for us to identify with Jesus more, to have yeah, our souls yeah. molded to the character of Jesus, and so, um. Yeah, big picture. That's what we're doing, right? Yeah, and I think like uh, as a as a Western um, evangelical Bible believing church, I think it's like it's just helpful to remind ourselves that church is more than Sundays. Mm-hmm. It's more than two hours a week. It's more than one calendar square. It's more than just checking off a box. Yeah. And um, as a result, we've said, hey, church is more than the gathering of God's people. Even though we love the gathering of God's people. And uh, instead, we take it seriously that Paul says in 1 Timothy 
to train yourselves for godliness. So the, the word train there, bi- biblical scholars, they rightly point out that that word that Paul uses for train is the Greek word from which we derive the English word gymnasium, which is why Calvin in the 1500s notes that the church is a, quote, gymnasium, a training ground, a school, and a community of practice enrolled in God's transforming education. It's a CrossFit gym. That's right, yeah. Literally CrossFit gym, dude. <laughs> and so, like, so when it comes to practicing the seasons, mm-hmm. this is the time where we remind ourselves that the Christian life is not just knowing it's not just knowing the Bible stories. Yeah. It's living the Bible yeah, it's ex- stories. It's experiencing, you know. Um, living them out. There's You're a pastor. A in the story. That's so good. There's a pastor, uh, John Mark Comer. I've been <clears throat> just devouring a lot of his stuff. But he's, he's, mm-hmm. he has this yeah, idea good. of, um, you know, <clears throat> a lot of times, like, we want to, like, have the life of Jesus. Like, we want to be like Jesus, but we don't want to adopt his lifestyle. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. Lent is a way for us, like you're saying, for us to not just, like, you know, look like Jesus, but to experience like life like Jesus. So, yeah, and it's um, it's helpful to like this is just a helpful reminder that Jesus's life was organized around lit- the liturgical calendar mm-hmm. that he was a part of. Jesus took Sabbath seriously. He took festivals and feasts seriously, mm-hmm. and uh, in a lot of ways, he organized and shaped his ministry and life around around the liturgical year. Yeah, um, and so like. When Jesus was crucified, what were they celebrating? Uh, Passover. Bingo. Yeah. So at the exact same point in time when uh, the father of a Jewish household uh. had been picking out a lamb without blemish and slaughtering that lamb as a sacrifice to protect his family, much. Jesus was on the cross. So, like, Jesus... <laughs> Ordered his life around the liturgical calendar, right? So it's just he part of planned Jesus. the crucifixion around the Passover. He was like, "Hey, bingo, hey Elam, that's my daughter. <laughs> yeah, go upstairs, baby." Um, he planned like when you think about that, we think think about the meta narrative of of scripture, yeah, and God's sovereignty and His plan, like, yeah, <laughs> that literally happened to foreshadow the cross. Right, like God had the Son, yeah. like wrapped in flesh, perfect, spotless, dying for sinners on the cross, and saying, "To prepare your hearts for this, like it's like yep. Lent, right? To prepare mm-hmm. your hearts for this, I want you guys to practice this every year, yeah, so, so that when it happens, yeah. you'll get it. You get it. And so it's almost like Sheesh. Passover was like the frame." So that when Jesus came around and was sacrificed, the picture matches the frame. My you know? gosh. That's he good. organized his life around that. And so we think it's helpful for Christians to organize our lives around a liturgical calendar. Because, like, time and space uh, matters. And it's mm-hmm. sacred and holy. Mm-hmm. And time and space is not just this secular mechanism that um, – the industrial revolution can use to get more hours of work out of us and yeah. to give us holidays, which literally means holy days. And so when you celebrate July 4th and when you celebrate uh, President's Day, mm-hmm. and you're organizing your life around the liturgical calendar. Yeah. And all we're saying as a church is that um, you should also organize yourself around a, a Christian liturgical calendar yeah. and not just a secular liturgical calendar. That's good. Right? So does that make sense? It does. I mean, it, okay. it really does because it's like, 
it's not weird for us to celebrate Lent. Then <laughs> you know, it's like this right. is what everybody does. Like we we set aside special times and moments throughout the year to help remind us of these big essential truths that we want to hold on to. Lent is yes. just one of those for the Christian. Okay, let's. So I do have a question. Okay. Let's. Ju- so Lent means forty. Um, it refers to this pattern in the scriptures of 40 days or 40 years of training or testing mm-hmm. or fasting or deprivation followed by a subsequent victory or exaltation, mm. right? So we talked about how Goliath tempted uh, and mocked Israel's army for 40 days yeah. before David was victorious. We talked about Jesus's 40 days in the wilderness, and then Mm -hmm. he was victorious over the temptations of Satan. Mm -hmm. And so we're using these 40 days to to fast and to enter into that story, to look forward to the ultimate victory, which is the resurrection of Jesus on Easter. Mm -hmm. So that's Lent, right? And uh, we were talking about it at community group last night for the Dikies. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Cassandra Robertson asked a great question, and I think we need to address this. So Cass, we were talking about fasting, and Cass said, okay, my community group was kind of like, we don't get it. Um, I don't know if yours was. Uh, It was, yeah, 50-50. Okay, so uh, yeah, maybe my community group was Uh 50-50. But Cass had a great question. She was like, okay, so fasting is about um, transforming your physical hunger into spiritual hunger for God. Mm -hmm. But shouldn't we have that spiritual hunger for God 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year? Mm. And if we should, then what's the point of only doing that every now and again? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I thought that was a great question. It is a good question. us to kick it around. Yeah, so we should. (laughs) We should. Yeah, worship and love God twenty four seven. Hunger for Him more than we hunger for food. I think that's one of the beauties of Lent is that we get to actually like mirror Jesus in that, in the fact that like He was that all the time. Right. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I I I just think about like you know kids' birthday parties. You know, it's like. We are 365 days of the year. We are extremely grateful for our kids. We don't show it all the time. This is good. I know where you're going with this. Keep <laughs> we going. don't. Yeah. We don't show it all the time. Um, we have spurts of moments where we're like extremely grateful. We have spurts of moments when we're not. But every year, on August 15th, we celebrate Ezra, and we throw a party for him. And we tell him how right. much we love him, and we shower him with gifts. And it's not because we don't love him all the other days of the of the year. It's because we want to continuously remind him that not only like should you celebrate every day you have on this earth, but like we are so grateful that God has put you in our lives. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, it's yeah. So that that's how I would think about it. You know, it's like. It's it's a yes and you know to her right. question. Her question is like actually like legitimate. It's great. It's, yeah. I thought it was a great question. Um, but yeah, it is like a I I, I, I akin it to um like birthday celebration. Like yeah, it helps reinvigor us to continue to love Ezra more. 
So, so this is providing some clarity for me because I didn't have a great answer last night. Yeah. Um, but like, like you're saying, there does, there's this pattern in the scriptures where God commands us to set something apart uniquely mm-hmm. so that it impacts our life as a whole. Yeah, that's good. So when he talks about the Sabbath, he mm-hmm. says, set it apart as holy. Yeah. Um, you could misunderstand that. And what God is not saying is, and then live like a pagan the other six days. Yeah. He's saying that Sunday, or sorry, it wasn't Sunday for them. Sabbath, uh, Sabbath is the embryo of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, however you spend Sabbath, that ends up dictating how you spend the rest of the week, right? And yeah. So when you set apart uh, one day, so the Sabbath is holy. You tend to live the other six days more holy as well. Yeah, it's like no. the the picture that I get as you were saying that it's just like, you know, Sabbath is the embers and you're blowing on the embers so that like mm. the fire can, like you, you that fire sustains itself throughout the week. It's yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, it's really good, man. Um I, I think that like I love that as well. And so like if you guys are listening, yeah, text us questions. Um this is really good to process out loud because that birthday analogy just kinda God just put that on my heart just now. And I was like, actually, that's really helpful yeah. to explain that. So I used the analogy last night of, like, you can imagine the gym. Oh, this yeah, This yeah. is pretty good, man. I, yeah. I like it. You like them veggies? Yeah. Hey, man, this is why this is why you need uh, community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you should live a healthy life 24-7. Mm-hmm. But when you set apart one hour of the day mm-hmm. to uniquely get your blood like to get your blood going, moving, and mm-hmm. to get your heart beat up, that helps you live the rest of those 23 hours better. Yeah. And so Lent was kind of just a way of getting your spiritual heart rate up mm-hmm. so that you live the rest of the calendar year Yeah. in step with Jesus too. And when you think of it that way, it becomes less of this like robotic, I have to do this in order for God to love me or I have to do this in order for like God to be pleased or happy with me. It's like, no, like... I get to do this so that I can enjoy more of God who has already right through the gospel, through faith alone, by grace alone has already freely given himself to me. Mm-hmm. So you just get, get it, you know, it works those muscles to experience more of them. And that, that, uh, that get to and not have to is mm-hmm. an important distinction too. It is. Um, because nowhere in the Bible, again, I know we said this last week, but there's no text in the scriptures that says thou must practice lent yeah and so if we got people in our church who are like nah i'm not doing it that's totally cool like literally you're not in sin yeah and we don't think you're less of a christian um and we for, legitimately mean that like we do coach yeah. not just saying that like yeah. seriously and we have you know people in our group who kind of confessed that last week and we were just like okay cool. like that makes sense you know for the reason they were giving right and so like it really like we really do mean that so and let's bring it home too Let's bring it home. Like, but if you are on the fence, mm-hmm. um, if you are on the fence, I wouldn't say, hey, this is a matter of obeying God or not. It's not. Mm-hmm. But I would just challenge you to accept this as a challenge. Just try it. Yeah, just bring what if to the table. And say, what if I did do this? Mm-hmm. What, what if God does bless me mightily through this? You know, just what if it up, you know? You know, like, what if... What if after these 40 days, like, I actually would love to read my Bible now? Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> like, what if, like, you, like, you know, it could, it could not, but 
It very much well could. So that's good, man. What if when Easter comes around, there's a version of me that is psyched yes. and can't, is chomping at the bit and can't wait to sing about the resurrection of Jesus and hear uh. about the resurrection of Jesus. So when I show up on Easter Sunday, I'm just ready to explode. Yes, like man. what if that's the cold dikey who shows up on mm. Easter Sunday? Yeah. Whew. Yeah. That's good, man. That's real good. So we're in week two. Let's talk week one, man. No social media week one. No yeah. Instagram, no Instagram stories, no Instagram feeds, no Facebook, no scrolling. How, how <laughs> do you have any, do you have Twitter? Uh, I do, but I don't, I rarely use it. I use it to like follow okay. big events like the Grammys or okay. like big basketball games. Cause I love people's like commentaries on them. TikTok? I do have TikTok. You have TikTok? Yes. Snapchat? I don't have Snapchat. No, I'm not. I'm too old for Snapchat. <laughs> okay, okay. So how how'd it go for you, man? Um, <clears throat> realistically, um, so I, I guess I should ca- caveat a lot of this by saying that like a lot of this stuff, um, I've personally begun before Lent started. Like just the whole putting up barriers, trying to re-examine my life. Like like I said, I've been reading a lot of John Mark Comer stuff and mm-hmm. um, trying to like adopt this lifestyle of Jesus. Um, and so trying to live less distracted. And so <clears throat> that's been about a month and a half, two months of that. And so I kind of knew that I was kind of addicted to social media, but like in this week, just <laughs> kind of confirmed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. and it's not that like, you know, I'm not on it like, you know, five hours a day or anything like that, but it's, it's less of how frequent I am and it's more so when when I go to it. So I've noticed that like if work gets pretty crazy and I get a, a moment of downtime, I just, I, I would like open Instagram and be like, Oh crap, what am I doing? And turn it off. And so like, and then, you know, get home and the kids are having a hard time or Caitlin's having a hard time. And I like get a moment of free time and I go to Instagram and be like, Oh crap, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And so just noticing that like my heart wants to like escape when things get hard as opposed to sitting with them. Right. And bringing them to the Lord, like, um, this is helpful to process this now. Cause you, yeah, it's helpful to process this. And so, like, um, this is uh, really good. You guys, yeah, we should be processing this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, church. I read this one, is good. Wasn't um, a Christian, but um, one academic called social media. The the most effective and abused over the counter painkiller. I mean, and so, like, I just, yeah, that pattern of, of running to those things as opposed to sitting in the, the angst of the moment, asking the Lord for help, pressing in, being present, like, yeah, I noticed that a lot um, this week, and, um, which is cool, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's what the Lent's for. It's not to, like, <laughs> it's funny, it's not really to hide sin, it's to, like, reveal more of it. Like, that's, like, that's the whole point is, like, we're trying to, like, Lord, like, dust off my heart and, like, let me see what comes up. Um, and so, yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't extremely hard or anything like that, but it was very revealing. Um, so, thanks for asking that. That's, um, yeah, that's helpful to process that. Um, yeah, yeah. Did, how about, how, did Caitlin ahead. say anything? Did she say you're 
more present or no like i said i've been practicing it for a minute and um Mm -hmm. i think she would say that i have been more present the last two months um at home with the kids especially um at home with her like you know we have our nighttime ritual of once the kids go down like we sit and talk or we'll watch a show and we'll just like reminisce on the day and um and so i have felt personally more connected to her for sure um I think she say the same as well, um, and I think that I've been, I was, I've been able to enter into her sufferings a little bit better um, mm. as a, yeah, yeah. Last week was hard for us, um, and yeah, one night in particular it was just like, I just need to be by her side right now, um, and I don't think I would have had that awareness if I was distracted by social media. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, yeah, it's. I'm sure that there's more that 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 that's there, but that's right now. That's that's what I would say. Yeah. So do you think the main thing then that would define your addiction to social media be just the escape it provides, or is there another piece like the validation or? Um, like I'm I'm sure there's. I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm a you know I'm an artist, you know, as well, and so like. I love to post a really dope photo and see people react to it. And yeah, so, I'm looking at your Instagram right now. Um, oh, you got what are these red squares? I can't tell you that. That's a secret. It's <laughs> a secret. You know about it, but I can't. <laughs> I can't tell. That's that's a you mm-hmm. know. So yeah, I'm, you know, I'm very crafted. Like my my profile is like very like, you know, it's crafted. You know, just the so it's let, but it's less of the validation and more of the like. You know, I'll run a TikTok to get a funny video or, like, yeah, I'll run yeah. a Instagram to, like, you know, I love memes, you know, to go get a meme. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's more of the escape, man. Um, you know, not necessarily, like, um, I mean, you know, not necessarily sexual escape or anything like that, but more so just, like, entertainment take this thing off my mind like i just need to escape for a second which i don't know comedy is a grace right from from the lord um jesus you know he told jokes in his parable Mm -hmm. but um there is a thing where like you know things get hard and you're like man i need to go watch a funny video to stop thinking about this as opposed to like letting that stuff come up and like dealing with it man it's just it's healthy you know um so yeah, maybe <laughs> it's funny. We were talking before, and I was like, I just don't know if like the social media thing was like that much, and like I'm just like <laughs> right, going on. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm an like, addict. <laughs> I need to I'm go in... detox, <laughs> rehab. And I mean, realistically, like, yeah, realistically, I spend pro- maybe 20 minutes or so on Instagram a day, according to my like, you know, the iPhone has this like thing that tracks like when you open apps and stuff, and but. Yeah, again, it wasn't the time. It was just like when. It was when I was doing it. I was like, man, like, you know, you catch yourself taking your phone to the bathroom. You're like, why am I taking my phone to the bathroom? Like, this is, this this thing is not a part of me. You know, this is a, a thing. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hmm. So when well, you, now you guys know all about my uh, my addictions. So there <laughs> yeah, you go. that's right. You said it's well crafted. Your Instagram. I'm looking at it. It's pretty. It is pretty well crafted. You got. Some good photos there. Little selfie. Let me see. Little selfie right there. Oh yeah. 
I just want to share my quotes. Yeah. Let me share your quotes. Yeah. Some family picks, some frontier picks. When you post, are you thinking, are you crafting an image? Dang, dude. Um, and if you are, is that good or bad or neutral? I think it depends on your purpose. Um, oh, this is good. Put me on a hot seat. Mm-hmm. That's why you guys need good friends to ask you hard questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is good. Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, dude. Am I crafting an I'm image? I'm just trying to buy myself more time to eat this pizza. No, you're... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, now I see your motivation. Yeah, We're going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. your heart after this. Um, am I crafting an image? You know, I think... To be real, I think sometimes I am. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think my motivation is bad. It could be. A lot of times, it's like there are things that I'm learning. That, for instance, like that picture of me, the selfie is like it was a dope photo that I took. Sure. Yeah. Um, but more so, I wanted people to like read the 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 quote. It was a James Baldwin quote quote that really like spoke to this. I don't know, man. Just this like. This idea of diversity and reconciliation, it was that I think the Bible talks to. And so, like, for me, like, I have friends who are not Christians, have Christians who are my friends who want to learn more about diversity. And so it's just like, let me catch you with this with this image so that you can read the quote. And so mm. to answer your question, um, am I crafting an image? I think that most of the time, no. Sometimes, Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, is that wrong? I think if the image that you're crafting isn't authentically yourself and you're looking for validation from other people, it is extremely wrong. You're building your, an idol for yourself. Like you, you're building an idol, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think that it, yeah, crafting an image on Instagram, um, if it's not your job, um, you know, I, I I can't say it's wrong or sinful, but I would say that I think that there's some stuff in your heart that maybe needs to be addressed and talked through with real people and real community. Um, like if I was a, you know, a social media influencer and like I got paid to put off an image and I could detach that from who my who I was as a person, I don't think that's wrong. Okay. Um but if I'm doing that, like, so other people like me and are approved by me and or think that, like, man, he's a dope artist and he's a dope preacher and he's a and I'm doing this. So people say, hey, like, look at me, praise me. I think that's wrong. Yeah, I do. I think it's sinful, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I don't do that perfectly, but yeah. sure. Yeah. So the influencer thing. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. We should probably keep it. We should probably stay focused here. So the inf- so the influencer thing is not wrong. I don't think if it's your job, I don't think it is. I think if okay. like you're adding value, some sort of like good value. So there's like coffee influencers, right. right? Who review products and like teach you how to use things, and I just don't think that stuff is wrong. Okay, yeah. I don't I don't know if I do either. But so here's the the question at press: Would you want your kids to grow up to do that? Um, like, would you be like, yeah, I hope my kid grows up wanting to be a, a social media influencer. I don't know if we got enough time for that. 
okay, I wouldn't okay. be. I wouldn't have, be. Okay, we, we I, my short more focus on Lent. Too, okay, but. yeah. I mean, this is part of it, right? Like we're sure. we're dissecting uh, social media. Um, I think if Zion said, "Daddy, like, I really love technology. I really love video games, and I believe I can add value to people." by influencing them how to play video games, what to do. Um, I'd be like, okay, like, let's talk about how we can add some redeeming qualities to that. So maybe they get to hear a little bit about who you are. You know, like, you got to disciple kids through that stuff. I do just think as a a culture, we're moving rapidly toward technology. Our kids are not going to, like... I didn't have a cell phone until I was a senior in high school. Our kids are not going to have that ability to like not yeah. have technology. Now they won't have a cell phone, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You can't just hide technology from our kids. I think that the issue is like, how do we disciple people, our kids, our church members, our church peers? How do we disciple people to say, Hey, this is good, but this isn't real life. Right. Like what matters is how you live your real life in the real world. I think that's the that's the question. So Okay. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. I'm just curious. Maybe we should do a, a, a podcast on social media. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we're doing it right now. <laughs> a podcast series maybe. So I was like I was way more into that stuff five years ago. What, creating an image? Yeah, and just like being I, I guess more strategic about the way that I leverage my social media for my mm-hmm. ministry. And part of that maybe is like, I don't, maybe it was just, I was younger. Maybe it was just the unique challenges and pressures that come along with church planting and some things that I was picking up on in the atmosphere about was, what it meant to be like a successful church planner. Was this when you first started planting frontier? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, one I thing see that, that. Yeah. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. So one thing that like, during my first year of ministry, I, I had a much higher priority on like getting published and going viral and writing articles. Dang. Right. So I, that first year I did. Yeah. When you get published in some spots, um, some people read your stuff and they end up adding you on Facebook. And so um, after a year of kind of getting published at, you know, a couple different websites, doesn't matter which ones. Um, I'll I had, say I'm Desiring God, God <laughs> Coalition. I, I, uh, I had all these reform bros add me on Facebook. And so all of a sudden, like my, my news feed and Instagram were like these reformed bros and all they were doing was like flexing and trying really hard to like convince people that they were really smart. And so everything was a quote by Calvin and a picture of a book that they're reading and a sermon clip or they start adding 10 points of Calvinism. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or Lord mercy. We like don't need any more points guys. We got to figure it out. It's yeah. About yeah. Or a status update about yeah. their exposition of the scripture that their whole news feed needed to know. And I started like seeing a lot of that. Like my, mm-hmm. my feed was dominated by that because I was accepting all these friend requests and it all just kind of struck me as these guys want to tell me what to think of them. Oh, wow. They want to interpret themselves for me. Jeez. And I don't want anybody to tell me what to... I'll want to make those impressions on the basis of character, conversation, and relationship. And it also struck me that 
I'm laughing because I I am guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're you're not a reformed theology, bro. No, I mean just social like social media. Anyway, go ahead. go ahead. Um, it struck me that these these people seem to be spending most of their time and energy and effort trying to impress people that they weren't actual in actually in relationship with or had close proximity to. And that struck me as insincere and a waste of time. Yeah, and just empty and like it's like and a lonely. treadmill. Yes. My so a lot of times when people treat social media as a uh, public journal, my my reaction is, I hope that person has some good friends because it doesn't seem like they have anybody to process this stuff mm. with. So that that's an assumption, mm. and I might be wrong. But in general, I tend to think that oversharing on social media means that that person is uh, under relationship in real life. I think there might be some truth to that, man. That's actually really good insight. Um, I think that, like, um, oh, I think that. Um, <clears throat> It really, it really goes down to like, you know, we talking about fasting from social media. It's like, why are we doing that? Oh, you're pulling out the big yellow book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Frontier, you're going to get uh, really, really acquainted with this big yellow book that we're, he's about to quote. Mm. Um, it really comes down to, I think you're about to say what I'm about to say. It's not, it, it goes down to the depth of relationships. Yes. Because, you know, you, you can be surrounded by a ton of people. And still feel invisible. I felt that. You know, I felt that before. I'm sure you felt that before as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Man, that's part of being a pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a whole other conversation. You're pouring your heart out to 150 people every Sunday. And they're not pouring their heart. Yeah, whatever. We can get into that at a different time. That's a different Um, podcast. But I do think that, like, fasting from social media... So just to bring this back around to Lent, like this is what fasting from social media does. It helps you ask these questions. It's like, well, why am I doing this? Or like, am I doing this the right way? Or like, are there any ill motives in the way I've been interacting with this? So I just, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think this like the way that we've kind of taken this conversation is like, I think it's just really good exegesis of Lent and Mm -hmm. like this past week. So. I don't know yeah. if you can say exegesis for a, a week, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I what? yeah. I think uh, sometimes we dishonor our close relationships hmm. when we give away to all the world and its strangers the types of conversations that only belong to people who are intimate and love us. Wow. So here's in in her book, find your people. Mm-hmm. which is a great book. Great book. Um, building Deep Community in a Lonely World. Jenny Allen shares an example of a, a friendship that blew up. Here's, here's what she said. Um, quote, 18 months earlier, my friendship with Courtney had blown up, and the reason she'd cited then was the same one that Jessica, a different friend, was articulating now. She said, I hate that to know what's really going on with you I have to read your Instagram. You never need me. Jeez. That that part in the book. That great. And like, I mean, it, it was haunting. 
it was really haunting to like be close to people and like uh for someone to like feel like they like you don't need them <sighs> gotta let that breathe for a little bit man yeah yeah well, so why did why did you why'd you read that that right there yeah I think that's a perfect example of how um, we we shouldn't replace the people we love mm. with social media. That's good. And when we do, it wounds the people that we love and the people that love us. Um, and I don't think our church is bad. That I don't like. I don't have anybody in mind who I think overshares at Frontier Church. I really yeah. don't. But I know that we all kind of have the tendency to do that. And um, I just. Yeah. I just see that happening, um, and uh, I, I think that's why, to bring a full circle, I'm just, like, not as excited about, like, crafting an image on social media as I was, mm. like, five years ago. You Got know? you. Yeah, And man. just having exposure to that sort of stuff made me be like, huh, that's... That's what I'm doing. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dang. Is that, like, a slope? Like what? What made you come to that conclusion? Like, is that like just a slow drift, or is it like, yeah? Like, when do you feel like you made that shift? Yeah, it was the, it was that first year, right? Okay. So like increasing my followers and feeling the hollowness of it. Not by a lot. I'm not like, mm-hmm. I'm not like evangelical famous, right? Oh, you know, yeah, like we know, we know. Y- you I'm know, just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I I had somebody from a ministry tell me. That I would be super marketable if I, if I invested into my crafting my image more identity on social media, and for me that was a moment of like, yeah, I don't want to. Thanks for saying that out loud because hearing it oh shows me how stupid that is. Oh, dude, that trap though is so tempting. Yeah, like I hear you say that, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd be able to say like, it'd be hard to say no. Like, just being real, I could, I mean, I could be totally off the wall, and so forgive me if I am, but, like, yeah, just, like, because, like, what that does is it, it, it's buying the, it's it's the appearance of, <laughs> it's the appearance of friendship with without the substance. It's the appearance of being known without the substance, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like, we, I mean, it's the, it's the it goes back to Genesis 3, right? The, mm-hmm. the 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 apple or whatever the fruit like the appearance of satisfaction without right. the substance, yeah. It's just like, oh, jeez, man. And also, like, I think being the pastor of an imperfect but healthy young small church is really grounding too for me. Hmm. So, like, I mean, Frontier Church is dope. Like, there's no other church I want to pastor. But like nobody's writing books about us. We're you know 150 <laughs> people, you know, and That's so true. it would be like just disingenuous if I tried to be like the expert on social media and like follow my lead and I have all the answers for church planting yeah. and listen to all of my theological pontifications. Aren't you so lucky to be reading my statuses right now? Yeah. Like our our church keeps me grounded because like they'd be like, yeah, you're not like that, bro. Like, <laughs> like why dude, are you I trying to be dinner, like an expert? I just like, had dinner with you. And right. Like- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I want there to be like congruence between who I am on like social media and who I'm in reality. And so like, That's as a good, result, man. it's just like That's a bunch good. of like 
I don't know. I like social media, but it's just like a bunch of pictures of me and my family. You know, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, that's good, man. Ugh. Social media is good, but just like all good yeah. things, we tend to make them God things. And I also know what it prioritizes. Mm. The algorithm prioritizes divisive statements. Yeah. That's what gets commented on and mm. shared in the frustration, angry emojis. Mm-hmm. And when when social media sees something like that, it throws it at the top of everybody's algorithms. Yeah. And that's not actually the effect I want to have on the world. And I don't want to be that person. And so I'm not just going to like type controversial statements mm-hmm. that offend and wound people unnecessarily because social media is going to show more people that post. I just think that's bullcrap and cowardly and not a good impact on the world. You know, I want to love people in relationship and in proximity. Yeah, man, that is, uh, that's a whole statement. Netflix has this really, I don't know if it's still on there, but it has this, uh, documentary on social media (laughs) and they just talk like, what's that called? I I heard that was really good. It's like, it's fascinating, bro. It'll make you never want to, do social media again. Yeah. Um, but just, a, you know, a bunch of the people who created the algorithms are like, yeah, my kids don't have phones. They don't have Instagram. Like, because we know how addictive this <laughs> we is. We know what's up. We made it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so it's just, it's fascinating to see that, like, yeah. I mean, you can, there's a lot there, but um, how are we doing for time? Probably pushing it, man. We I've been ranting tonight. Sorry. Oh, same. Oh, dang. We're at 40 minutes. Okay. So, week one is over. Yeah. Um, we're on week two right now, man. Um, so, week two is going to be harder for me than week one. What is it? Fasting from television and entertainment. Yeah. So, that's that's going to be harder for me. Than, yeah. Dude, I just like watching a, an episode or two of The Office to unwind at the end of the day. So, I'm going to be – I'm going to out myself. We're not practicing this week. <laughs> we're not – um, it is, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not practicing this week and some reasons yeah. behind that, but yeah. you're afraid to become more like Jesus. I mean, no, <laughs> um, no, I, I just think that like, um, we have some really solid family rhythms. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't watch a lot of like we do when we do like, it's like what we do as a family. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's why we're doing the no meat. That's part of the reason why we're doing cool. no meat thing, and you know I'm taking some medicine that I gotta gotta eat. So mm-hmm. anyway, so there's freedom. Yeah, there's freedom. Yeah. I, so Wendell Berry calls the television a vacuum pump don't. that sucks all the life out of the family. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Wendell Berry needs to come to a Sims uh, family movie night. He'll change his mind uh, on that. Uh, uh. You guys could do a, a puppet movie night. You can make your own movie. We could make our own movie. That'd be good. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Sock puppet night. I don't know. Something to think about. Gosh. Our kids are already going to get picked on for being homeschooled. Then they're going to grow up and be like, yeah, we did sock puppet night. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. Um, maybe uh, we'll reevaluate that. That's where we are now. Um, so. Um, so no Ted Lasso this week for you. Oh, don't even get me started on Ted Lasso, man. I love that show. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's that's gonna be a tougher one for me. So uh, next week when we record next week's podcast, I mm-hmm. plan to have, I hope, more insights and 
moments and bumps and bruises from what I feel like the Lord taught me during week two. Yeah. Because week one for me, like, no social media was just kind of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meh. I mean, that's how I am with, like, we don't, you know, I don't watch TV unless, like, I'm watching a show with Caitlin or so. Maybe that's mm-hmm. how, so I'll let you talk next week. And Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um. Yeah. How would you close this? Um, I like what we said earlier. Accept Lent as a challenge. Hmm. Bring your, your questions of what if to the table and just say, well, what if God did transform me through this? Hmm. Okay, cool. It seems a little silly to like give up this and to give up that. And what's the deal with fasting from food? Like that just all is like so foreign to the, to the American mind. Um, I totally get that, but just bring the question, what if, and just see, what if God would be pleased to do something cool in me? Yeah, that's good. What would you say in closing? Um, What are we putting on this week? Hospitality. Hospitality, yeah. Um, We're practicing, what's up, dude? Ooh, look at that brownie, Zai, that looks good. Give me a second, and then I'll, I'll come up there. Um... Hey, Zah, can you say hi to the church? Hi. No, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Right in that microphone. Say hi, church. Hi, church. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Good work. I'll be up there in a second, buddy. Um, I think that, yeah, there's a lot of focus. What I would say closing, there's a lot of focus on the taking off when we have it putting on as well. And so I think that, like, Yeah. My encouragement would be to open your home, to open your life this week in ways that you probably wouldn't normally. Mm, yeah, know? that's good. So that's, that's good. It. Uh, so the other thing I'd say is my last thing. Okay. Um, but I think that when it comes to fact, fasting and practicing self-denial, it's always good advice to start small. So mm. again, see this as the gymnasium for your soul or exercise. Yeah. And just like with bench pressing, mm-hmm. you start with the bar, then you can put on more oh, and not? more yeah. and more and more. Uh, the, the heart is a muscle like that too. Hmm. And so even if no social media was pretty easy for you, we're going to put more plates on and more weights and yeah. it's going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. So just allow God to develop and to grow your muscles little by little so that when week five comes around, you can practice fasting from dinner with joy. So Yes, dude. That's, I think that's why it's that's, – that's my last thing I got to say tonight. All right. Cool. This was great. Love you, church.